Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to our final recap episode from award season. I can't believe it's over. It's kind of crazy. It really flew by, did it not? Yeah, like, oh my God, in the blink of an eye, I feel like. I know. You know, as so during award season, we treat our Monday episode kind of as the recap. And then Wednesday is our regular episode. So this week we have Liliana Vasquez from Pop of the Morning coming on. There is so much to talk about on Oscar related. So I'm very excited for that. So definitely listen to Wednesday's episode because that's going to be a good one. I can already tell. Oh my God. So we also have a special guest joining us for this one. As you guys know, during award season, we bring out the big guns. So Isabel is here with us. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited (laughs) to talk about last night. There is so much. We also have, similar to what we did with Brad Gresky, we have Zana Roberts-Rassi, who is the co-founder of Milk Makeup, fashion editor-at-large for Marie Claire, and obviously E! News style correspondent, calling in at the end to kind of break down some of her favorite looks. So we'll get into that at the end. But you guys, there's so much to get into here. No, there is everything to get into. I think that the way we're going to do it is we'll start with our red carpet favorites. We'll go into kind of red carpet moments and award show. And I kind of want to end before we talk to Zana with the Vanity Fair looks, because I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I often feel like those looks are actually far superior to the regular looks. It was so true this year that last night, Julie and I were up until all hours of the night as the photos were rolling in because of the time difference. And I couldn't get enough. When M. Rada popped up, no. That's when you know it's time to go to The sleep. other thing with the Vanity Fair party is that the Oscars is such a prestigious event that you like really have to be either a presenter or nominated to be there. So the Vanity Fair party gives everybody else in Hollywood the, the chance to have their Oscars moment 
without being at the Oscars. And people really take advantage of that. Yeah, and it gives all of us the chance to watch them, which is equally as amazing. Yeah, I literally mean, the qualifications to go to that are like, you have to be a cool, famous person. And that's really all we care about. That is <laughs> truly Genuinely all we care about. What we care yeah, about. for sure. Also, before we start, I just want to give a subtle reminder, shortywards.com slash comments by. We were nominated for Shorty Awards for Best Meme Parody Account. And it would mean the world to us if you guys could vote. I think the voting's over like February 20th. Soon. Soon. It takes one second and we so, so, so appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. Let's start out with some of our favorite looks. Personally, I feel like it would be remiss to not start with Scarlett Johansson in Oscar de la Renta. She came out swinging. This, you know, if you would have said to me, what did you want to see Scarlett in? I couldn't have necessarily put it into words. And then when I saw her on my screen, I was like, that, that, that. And that. You, you, Colin Jost, you are a lucky man. I love the role that Colin Jost plays. Colin Jost as a trophy husband, that's his That's his purpose on earth. A-Rod. I know he does so much, but he is a trophy husband at heart and he works it. He loves it. He owns it. That's where he belongs. A-Rod energy. A-Rod, A-Rod energy. energy. Wait, that's, that's the Wait, title. Wait, is that so a drink? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, we need to context If Red Bull gives you wings, A-Rod gives you Ooh. husband, that's- like trophy husband energy. It's truly Truly, what an analogy. I mean, he is so proud to be standing there with her. It's almost, you can just feel it. He's just glowing. And like, wouldn't you be? Of course. But by the way, like last night out of any other night also, she looked the best, not even the best I've ever seen or probably the best I've ever seen anyone. Yeah. So agree. Outfit, face, hair, everything. She was really another level last night. And I mean, it's it's not to say that we have disliked her looks thus far. We've really liked her looks all of award season, I think, but this one just knocked it out of the park. This was her Oscars looked and it showed. Yes, and for it sure. Showed. Yeah, for when sure. When all her dresses were on a rack, she said, I want to wear that one to the Oscars. I also want to talk about Penelope Cruz and Margaret Qualley both in Chanel. I thought, you know, tell me if you agree with this. It's not that Penelope Cruz ever leaves my mind, but she's definitely not at the top of it. And then I am reminded as to her elegance when I see her on a carpet like this, and I'm just like, Wow. Yeah, no, she— There you are. Oh, yeah. she's jaw-dropping. Also, the you know, the white flower in the middle, that is so quintessential Chanel. That is, that's on every box. When well, you get your what, jumbo classic, that is on the fucking box. That's what I was going to say, is that with her and with Margaret Qualley, when you look at them, you're like, even to the most untrained eye, if my dad walked into the room and turned on, he'd be like, oh, they're in Chanel. Yes. Yes. And that's what I love. Yes. Such a good point. I also, listen, I've been incredibly vocal on this podcast at saying that I respect Billie Eilish's talent beyond, and clearly she's doing something right, but I never really, just personally, I never fully got it. And I have to say, last night, her and that Chanel look, I was loving it. I texted you, I was like, wait, I am so into it. I know you did, yeah. So into it. I thought it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted to see her in. It was it was classy. She changed it up for the Oscars. She didn't wear Gucci. She didn't wear sunglasses. She didn't wear sunglasses, which was a huge deal. A huge big deal. deal. It was it was Billie Eilish does the Oscars. Like she had an elevated oversized look. She really did those gloves that went underneath. Really cool. Billie Eilish with her nails is Emma walking into a room. Yeah. Like Billie Eilish nails showing first. off her nails is like Oh, these old things? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They just kind of grew one day, yeah, and I've been walking around with them ever since. She walks <laughs> in the room nails first. Like, the nails get there 10 minutes before she I does. Walk yeah, you bit. walk in, and everyone's like, hi, Em, and you're like, this? Oh, this red? I've been getting it every 16 days.
face for the past 14 years. I have not changed my color once. I'll, I'll introduce you to my lady. She's the best one. I call her. They know me by name. Julie. Red carpet first. It's jungle red. The woman. Jungle red. Oh, the woman. my God. That's hilarious. Just to clarify, because obviously you guys can't see. They're nowhere near that link. <laughs> Brie Larson and Celine. Fuck Brie me Brie Larson. Drop dead. Brie gorgeous. Larson in general. Brie Larson's boobs. Brie Larson and Celine. Brie Larson everything. Do you think she was wearing Skims boob tape? Because I definitely think that was could have been a possibility. Or some variation of a boob totally tape. Totally could have been. Although I've never seen her boobs not look that good. I, got, so I totally agree. I, I think she was having that way before Skims boob tape was in the equation. Can we talk about Regina King? I was just going to say, can we talk about Regina King? I felt well, like we had gone too long without talking about Regina King. Guess what? I can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> Holy fuck. <gasps> Holy fuck First is right. First of all, the color on her, phenomenal. The fit, phenomenal. It was fitted, but she had the back, so it was still, like, special. Her arms, no. I've never seen an arm like that. We were like we were saying, James Corden, when she walked out to present, the camera cut to him, and you see him turn. It's like great dress, and we were like nodding along, like yes, Every, James. Everyone on Twitter was like, "That's uh, that's me, yeah. me right now," you know. Yeah. Also, uh, Cynthia Erivo in Versace. Oh my God! As you said last night, and I agree with you, she's the underrated MVP of award season in the sense that every look she has had has been more spectacular than the one before. I, I it's unbelievable. It's un. I we've sat down for every single award show recap Mondays after, and all I can think about is Cynthia Revo's looks. Jason Bolden knocks it out of the park. But the thing is, you know, a lot of celebrities have the same stylist, and you you can always see their own individual style shine through because the stylist yeah. has so many perspectives. Her, she wears these most amazing avant garde like runway gowns, and she nails it every time. I thought she looked so. Cool. It was like ball gown, but it wasn't fussy. I cannot agree more. I just like, I was obsessed with it. I'm ready to talk about Renee Zellweg. Are you? Let's do it. I'm ready. Gorgeous, beautiful, chic, stunning, (laughs) stunning, perfect, sparkly. No, it was. She was in Armani Privé in this one shoulder, white, sparkly number. And, you know, Renee Zellweger is similar to Penelope Cruz in the sense that when she's not in the spotlight, she's not at the front of your mind. And so this season, we really got re-familiarized with her. And listen, say what you want about her from a personality perspective. I don't know. Her stylist is absolutely killing it. She also nailed it every single time. It's like chic minimalism because she never wears statement jewelry. And I have to say, statement necklaces were definitely a trend last night. And you didn't see that with her. She let the dress and her body and her face really speak for themselves. Well, especially with a neckline like that. Yeah. You have to. Of course. It was, it was spectacular. I loved it. This is a little off-brand, but I loved Florence Pugh and Louis Vuitton. I thought that color, she should never wear another color a day in her life. It was a good color. It was an, right? It like, was an interesting dress. She's young. Like, she could pull it off. The dress was fine for me. It didn't, like, but the color brought it home. Brought it home. I want to talk for one second about Timothy Chalamet. And I would love to talk for multiple minutes, hours, days, years. I know. Millennia. Wait, however, this is Timothy the Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet podcast. You didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his, well, one, his moment with Margot Robbie on the red carpet, if you didn't see, just Google it. It was one for the books. Hot. Yeah, just hot. The whole thing is just, I, I can't. Okay. I really respect his style always. And I really, really like him. And I thought he looked cool. I would be lying if I said that last night was one of my favorites of his, though. No, it's not what I wanted to see him in. And it was a little too casual. I saw what he was going for. I respect it. It's just not what I wanted to see him in. There was a really funny tweet that was that was about Timothy Chalamet. And it was like, it was like, um, 
I get that he wasn't individually nominated for Little Women, but didn't mean he had to park Honda Civics at the, yeah, at the yeah, red carpet. It's so true. So true. Also, Natalie Portman in Dior Couture was, was really spectacular. And there was a lot, I'm sure most of you know this by now, but on her jacket, it was a kind of a jacket-type cape thing, she had in gold all the names of the women who she believed, you know, were snubbed as directors from, as getting director nominations at the Oscars. And there was a video of her saying, you know, I wanted to honor them, but subtly, and I feel like that's exactly what she did. I loved it. And we were talking about this earlier that I think when you have this argument of female directors being snubbed, it's really easy for people to come back at that and be like, well, you know what? Like, if there were any that were worth getting, they would have been nominated. Like, once you put names to that cause, then people have no other choice but to be like, okay, there's something wrong here. Exactly. 100%. It's a, it's a, it's a really effective way to do it. It's not just making noise. It's like, and and this. Yeah, I thought it was so beautiful, so well done, so powerful. Couldn't couldn't speak more highly of a It move. was such an interesting way to do it that it got press and it got photographed without her saying one word. I so agree. And people, it was a point of conversation, but it wasn't the whole conversation. I thought it was really it was really classy. It really was. Also, not even necessarily for the look, although it was beautiful. Brad Pitt and Brioni. You know, I we were talking about it last night collectively on group text. We weren't physically together. There's you sounded no like such a mom on group text, <laughs> on the group chain, <laughs> on the feed, <laughs> on the feed, on AIM, on InSemester. There is no one as good looking as Brad Pitt. I'll no say one. it now. I will say it right now. Truly. You can list. I don't care. Give me Leo. Give me Michael B. Jordan. Give me anybody, anybody in Hollywood that is considered Jason Momoa even. Brad Pitt in his, is in a league of his, his own. Yeah. Truly. He is. No, it's, it's really, it's unbelievable. And it's just so nice to see him. God damn, is it nice to see him. Good to see you, Brad. Yeah, good to see you, and good to see your speechwriter. Oh, my God, I totally. never want, I never want him to disappear. I'm so scared. My, I was with my family last night, and they, we just put it in the most simple terms that sums it up about Brad. He's worth the hype. Yes. Worth the like, hype. Like, you know— That's the perfect way to sum it up. Right? Like, all everyone talks about Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, movie star, hot, gorgeous, everything. And it's like, you see him, and you're like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, for you're sure. right. Also, Zazie Beats in this black strapless sequin number. Talk about a statement necklace. Really cool. You know, she was obviously in in the Joker, and she was just talking a lot about working with Joaquin Phoenix on the on the red carpet. She was talking to Julianne about that, but you could tell she was so excited to be there. And I think not only is she stunning. I loved that look. I was so into it. Well, the look also with her natural hair is just such. I mean. Beyond, so, so gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was, it a, was cool a special length. look. The yeah. length was cool. Well, that's what it is. You you don't really see this length, and it's not everybody can work it. It's like T length, but it was fitted. It was really cool. Like I like when people do little things like that because she was still not underdressed for sure. I mean, listen, there were a lot of good looks. Charlize looked insane. Mindy Beanie, Kaling looked Beanie insane. Felt Beanie Feldstein really looked. Hearing Ben Platt screaming in his Instagram story for E News to show Beanie's face on watching the red carpet was it was one a for special the books, moment. A yeah. special moment. The best friendship. Billy Porter, as always, just comes out swinging. I mean, there were a lot of really good looks. I honestly. I didn't even have that many that I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I don't even like to give so much attention to that. But if we're going to for one second, Kristen Wiig, I could have done without it. You if, don't like lasagna? <laughs> just like, there were a lot of things that were happening there that could have not happened. You, you ever know? been to Lilia? Yeah. That, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I felt. Were there any others that you were just a little bit really confused as to? Um, um, I'm trying to think because we only have good ones here. And now I'm thinking... I wasn't confused, but I did, I could have seen Gal Gadot in something else. 
Don't mouth Margo to me because I don't want to get into it. I don't know. No. Let's have an honest conversation about it. I'll start and then you guys can lead in because I know we're all a little bit hesitant. Okay? Fine. I'm not hesitant. I'm just angry. Here's the, the way that we feel. And again, I'll start and then you chime in. Okay? Tell me if I'm representing our co- collective view. Please go. We feel that Margot Robbie is as beautiful as one could be. Like, to, to, uh, for, in our opinion, if there's a spectrum, sh- there's nobody more beautiful or more classically elegant than Margot Robbie. And she has the potential to nail every single look. When you're already starting with the bar that high, your dress doesn't even need to go leaps and bounds above for you to look best. And for some reason, her stylist, who really is clearly talented because she dresses some other people very well and dresses Margot Robbie in excellent streetwear, just continually misses the bar. And I have to say, last night, it wasn't that she looked bad. The dress wasn't terrible, but it's a Margot Robbie we're Best talking actress about here. nominee. You should be fucking nailing it. And I get it. It was it was referential to old vintage Chanel. I get it. Like, I literally, I die for an, a vintage-inspired Chanel. Like, that, that's our music to my ears. I just feel like, like, she should take our breath away. And I was like, it's really pretty. Like, if you're going to, like— I don't know. Like it felt like a sag luncheon look. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just wish, I wish her, her like face and everything takes my breath away so much. And then like I wish the look followed it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I've, I, I mean, I've, I've been angry about this all award season. I know you have. Because the thing with Margot is that like, if you liked her look, if you didn't think it was that bad, if you hated it, whatever. You shouldn't—Margot Robbie is the type of person where she should not walk into an award show and you should be there be like, no, I didn't love it, or like, oh, it was just fine for her. Margot Robbie should walk into—on a red carpet, and her look should be the top look every single time. If Margot Robbie isn't taking your breath away with both face, hair, makeup, and her outfit, then it's a disservice to her, and it's a disservice to us, and it's a disservice to America and the world, and that's how I feel, and I'm not taking it back. And by the way, if you have somebody that is Margot Robbie, it's not like she's just showing up to present an award. She was in the biggest movie of the year as the biggest actress in that movie, and it's a disservice to her to show up at the Oscars in a look that you would just describe as, not that bad, I thought it was kind of pretty. I so agree. It's like, we're not going to a gala at Cipriani here. I just, I'm totally. confused. The way that Cynthia Revo arrived at every single award show and you, she made a splash, you knew she was there. That's what we want from Margot Robbie. And I have, by the way, I'm not defeated. I have confidence that she'll get there, but that plaid number a couple weeks ago wasn't doing it. And no. honestly, last night was better, for sure. So maybe we're getting there, but I know you have it in you. Like, imagine Margot Robbie in Scarlett Johansson's dress. No, stop. Like, just a— just Maybe cool. that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe she knows it's unfair. <laughs> she's just kind to us. She's being nice to us. Maybe. Um, another, just, we have to, like, I can't talk about it I know, it because she knows how angry I am. I know, I, she's I know Julie's going to, like, fall off her chair. Who are we talking about? Another two really good ones. Um, Charlize, you loved. I love Charlize. And Mindy Kaling in that yellow was so her color. I always love Mindy Kaling in Same. yellow. She wears color That's her like color. no one else. And her stylist is Jessica Moroni, who's Meghan Markle's best friend. And I just, like, am obsessed with all of that. Also, she did the whole statement necklace thing. There was a lot of that. Yeah. I, was, I was into it. The red carpet was great. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't. It's always fun. <laughs> it was no Vanity Fair party. <laughs> exactly, which we'll get into at the end of, because what a way to end. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. 
So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, let's get into some of our favorite red carpet moments before we get into the actual show. Personally, so I'm sure if any of you have seen Cheer, you know Jerry Harris, but even if you haven't, really quick background. He basically was the breakout star of Netflix's viral documentary Cheer, and he does this thing called Matt Talk, which is on the mat. It's kind of like the way to hype up the people who are who are um, cheering. And Ellen DeGeneres surprised him a couple of weeks ago by telling him that he was going to be her red carpet correspondent. So there's Jerry Harris straight from Texas on the red carpet, fully freaking out. Navarro tie. In in the Navarro cheer tie, it was Monica who, if you watch the documentary, you know she's their coach. It was her birthday. And he was, I think we posted, we'll post it on Patreon, but he was so excited to be there. And when he interviewed Brad Pitt and after him interviewing Brad Pitt, he couldn't believe that that was his life. And I was having such vicarious excitement. One of the reasons that I'm kind of excited for award season and everything to be over is because I'm very nervous that Navarro Cheer isn't focused enough on Daytona, which is coming up very soon. And I want them to be able to, I, I want no more distractions. I hear you, Julie, loud and clear. This is something I, first of all, Jerry was literally the cutest little cutie that's ever been. Ever. Ever. Well, all I could think about though was how much would it suck? You know, the Cheer documentary really focused on what, six or seven members of the team. Yeah. How much would it, like, and remember in the beginning of the documentary, Monica's like, oh, you're going to want to mic up Ladarius. Like, he's really interesting. Imagine being a kid on the team, like, and you just, like, weren't really the star of the documentary. I mean, it's still really cool. But then you, like, all of a sudden go on Instagram, and it's like, your team member is now on the red carpet with having a one-on-one moment with a Brad Pitt, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, that could, like, isn't that just crazy? Well, it's just so crazy because there's no way— that they made this documentary with the expectation that it was going to have the effect that it had. I know we're getting so off topic from the Oscars here, but think about how many documentaries like this are made. Like, so many. Sports-wise, cheer. Like, there are so many. When I was looking on the Netflix category of, like, because you watch cheer, there's, like, three other cheerleading documentaries. This just had such an effect on people, and I think it's one of those things where it happened, and it was just, it was like that. Like, mm-hmm. it had this effect, and all of a sudden, they were overnight superstars, and they were like, all we were doing was making a documentary about cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's, I mean, that is the power that, like, Netflix and TV shows and documentaries these days have, that, like, these really normal people who were just doing the thing they loved at this small, tiny town in Texas, is now, they're now interviewing Brad Pitt on the red carpet. Sounds a little like Charlie D'Amelio now, doesn't it? Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> <laughs> How do you all to TikTok? It all comes back to Charlie, let me tell you. My friend texted me and was like, you know, Jerry is on Cameo and it went up from like $20. He went from $20 to 150 overnight and it fucking shows. That's that's what happens when you get that moment. It just happens. Good for fucking him. 
Um, also, Julia Butters, 10 years old, she was adorable, so excited to be there. And she brought a turkey sandwich in her bag because she didn't like the f- <laughs> didn't like the food there, which I'm sure Wolfgang Puck That's Julie. not happy to hear. That, that is Julie. That's me. That's Julie. Because, by the way, I've had a sandwich in my bag on multiple occasions. For sure. Multiple. I mean, Julie would have not been down with the fact that they were doing vegan sushi. What? That sushi, by definition, is fish, no? <laughs> yeah. The best part no? of that was like— Am I wrong? No. Yeah, you're right. Um, I know, I always am. The best, okay. <laughs> the best part was that she was like carrying like a real, like grown up expensive bag. Oh, a $3,000 bag, yeah. Yeah. And she just like whipped it open and she didn't even know she was being funny, I don't think. And just had a turkey no, sandwich. She was just being a 10 year old. She was hungry. Silly, she brought a turkey sandwich. Silly little Anna Cat. <laughs> little Anna Cat. Have you ever seen American Housewives? Because no. that girl's a fucking gem on it. No, I she's, she a was, good she's a star. actress. Also, Billie Eilish, you know, our, our favorite thing about her is just how humble she is. And it really came out last night because she was being interviewed by Ryan Seacrest and he's like, you know what, the Grammys, you said you couldn't believe that you were there in that category. You know, can you believe that you're here? And she was like, no, even less so can I believe that I'm here. Like, what am I doing here? And of course, she was the one who sang um, the Remember It's, she sang yes, uh, like her rendition of Yesterday by the Beatles, but in a very Billy way that only she could it do. It was so beautiful. Was beautiful. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, but she was just so in awe of the fact that she was there. And I, she's really not, I don't want to say growing on me because I never didn't like her, but I'm getting it more now. Totally. For sure. Yeah, you take a you take a little while to let things it's, settle. It's like more exposure to her. Like you get you're understanding more. Also, other kids on the red carpet were the kids from Jojo Rabbit. Stop. Did you hear? First of all, they're like so funny and so adorable together, and they're being interviewed, whatever. And they walk away, and the, the one in the glasses, whose name is Archie, they walk away, and he's like, "Let's let's die from sleep exhaustion tonight," or something. Like, let's stay up so late that we die because like they, <laughs> they're little ten year olds. They're not used to like be like. What is this? No, it's it so was. cute. Kids on the red carpet is probably one of my favorite things in the world. Hands down. Remember, um, Jacob from oh, um, from Jacob Tremblay when he was so cute and little. Anything he would say or do made a moment. That's you know? the thing. It's like when you're a kid and you're on the red carpet, it's truly you have no, you, the bar is so low. The bar it's is not so even low. The, it's right. not you just have to right. say hi and you're, you're like, in, uh, you're in a tuxedo. What could be fucking cuter than that? Exactly. But also, it's not even that the bar is so low. It's that when you're a kid, you don't recognize where you are. So, like, when you're an adult or you're a teenager and you're on the red carpet, it's like, okay, I'm at the Oscars. Like, I have to be on my best behavior. I don't want to do anything to embarrass myself. When you're a kid and you're a 10 year old boy, especially, you're a 10 year old boy, whether you're in math class or gym class or at your house or on the red carpet. It's it so doesn't true. change. And it shows. In the and best it shows and so fucking cute every time. Let me ask you a question. Cause let's just address the elephant in the room. I thought we already did with Martin. How in the literal fuck was Black China there? I was so confused. Also, like, what I, I have to say, you know I'm not a fan of hers. I actually thought she looked really good. I thought that dress looked great on her. No, I, I really did. You know, yeah, she's had worse looks. Come on, Julie. You don't think so? I'm, I'm literally no. Googling. Why is she, everything, when you Google Black China, fine. why is she here? But why was she there? I don't know, but um, here, E! News says, the internet was very confused as to what she was doing at the event which celebrates the best in film and typically is attended by A-list movie and TV stars. Shady. (laughs) China, who is not listed as a presenter and is also not a nominee, was among the first to arrive. How the fuck did Black China finesse her way into the Oscars? But it's not even how she finesse her way into the Oscars. Why did she walk the red carpet? But it's, it's very similar to like, there are that's that's my there's point. There's genuinely nothing I can compare no. to Black China being at the no, Oscars. No, but that's my point in saying that there's a lot of people like Lily Galici, for example. That's a random example. It just we typically don't see them walking the, the red Oscars? carpet. Yeah, I'm saying we typically don't see them walking the red carpet in that way. Wait, wait. That's Lily my Galici, concern. Why? Because yes. everyone's wearing her eyelashes. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Um, also, Spike Lee wearing. Oh, here his, we found it. I found it. I found it. Oh. She Instagrammed. 
She headed to the Oscars with my award-winning engineer at Tito Just Music. Oh, she was a so. Oh, she, oh, yeah. She, it was. She was went with a producer who was nominated for a musical. I'm so glad that you got to the bottom. And of that. then walked the red time. carpet alone. You know, Julie. There's some things that are just never going to be answered, and I think Black China walking the red carpet solo at the Oscars is just going to have to be one of them. <laughs> Billy Eichner took a, tweeted it. Did you see? He took us. Uh, somebody tweeted Black China there and retweeted it. And he wrote, "I loved her in a Marriage Story." <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Spike Lee in his full tribute suit to Kobe was really special. Yeah. He was wearing a full purple and yellow. He had 24 in the back. And, you know, I just, I, I loved that. I always love those types of tributes. Yeah. Yeah. In the same vein as the Natalie Portman. Just yeah. a perfect tribute that, like, it speaks volumes. Fashion is can be a really powerful statement when done right, I think. And yeah, I mean, think about it during the Me Too movement when everyone wore all black and mm-hmm. they had the blackout, so. And even yeah. when they wear pins sometimes at award shows, yeah. For it's sure. really interesting. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game-changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, do you feel comfortable moving on to the show? By the way, nobody worry because, like I said, we're ending with the uh, Vanity Fairs before we move on to Zana coming on. So we yeah, are. I feel we have comfortable. A lot of we talked about Margot Robbie grabbing Timmy's face, so I feel comfortable moving on. Yeah. Okay. So Janelle Monet opens with Billy Porter, and she kind of addressed a lot of the things: the snubs, the lack of diversity. She. This is probably one of my favorite things that happens with performers, and not everybody does it. But I love when there's an interactive performance, meaning. In the middle of her show, she has her hat on on uh, Tom Hanks. She's laying on the floor next to Leonardo DiCaprio. She's having everybody sing. Like that's the stuff that I love because no nobody can prepare for that. You didn't right. know how Leo was going to react. Brie Larson when she sticks it, the mic in Brie Larson's face. Yeah, she's I like love you can it. sing. Yeah, that's what I love. Those are the moments, and that's as we always say. That is when the camera person's angle is so important. They're the hardest working people there. Hardest working people in the room are the cam- and the camera and the guys who are like cut to camera three, cut to camera two. Not yeah, just I would guys, not want that the job. people, just everyone, all the people there. Like it's insane. It's true. It's 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 fucking unbelievable. Would you agree with that, Julie? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would not want that job. And I love I would it not be, be able to handle that. And job. I love it because it shows like the celebrities' real reactions to things. Like they are not prepared. They've no they don't know what's happening when the opening in the show. And it's like you see their real true unfiltered, unprepared reactions to what's going on. And like, they just go with the flow. For sure. So it starts off um, after that, Chris Rock and Steve Martin come out. And of course, you know, the Oscars, this is, I don't know what year in a row that they haven't had a host, but I think only the second, right? Second or third? I don't know. Second or third? I don't know. Yeah. 
But they, you know, both of them have previously hosted and they're kind of making a joke about the whole thing. They're like, well, uh, it was fun. Well, this no. is a nice demotion. Yeah. yeah. But they they really poked fun at Jeff Bezos, and they're like, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is here, great actor, and he's got cash. When he writes a check, the bank bounces. Like, Jeff Bezos is so rich, he got divorced, and he's still the richest man in the world. He saw a marriage story and thought it was a comedy. Steve, you have anything you want to add about Bezos? And Steve's like, no, I like getting my packages on time. Very funny. Again, it was funny, but it was so much funnier seeing Jeff Bezos squirm in his seat. And, and his son next to him, right? Yeah, like that, that was my favorite. That's it's hilarious. Like, you know, like my dad is literally so rich. Steve Martin and Chris Rock are laughing about like the bank bouncing. That's like what? Are opening the Oscars talking about how rich my dad is. Yeah. I mean, listen, if Jeff Bezos is sitting in the room, you're not going to talk about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> his lack There's or his lack of. There's one thing to talk about with Jeff Bezos and it's pretty much how rich he is. For sure. Also, Brad Pitt bringing his manager as his date, Cynthia. So cute. So cute, although. Say it with me. If only it was, it was never going to happen. I know. There was Julie a- texted me like, at like on Friday night or a Saturday night, being like, "Hey, um, I know, I know this is kind of random, but do you think there's like any chance that Brad and Jen walk the carpet together?" I, was I like, had, oh, keep dreaming. It's I okay. had like one millisecond of a a moment last night. Did you? When he didn't show up yet, and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Let's fucking dream for a second. It wasn't even a dream. I like literally wish they did it just to fuck with us. Yeah. Like. But the thing is, is that when you're Brad Pitt and Jen Aniston, like, you're a puppet master. Like, we are your little puppets, and if you showed up on that red carpet, we would be at your liege. Like, there would be no way. They would sit back, and they would laugh at how hard we freaked out over their little joke of showing up to the red carpet yeah, together. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So true. Like, jokes on you, media. For sure. I also want to talk for a second about um, Camilla Marone and Leo being there together because we haven't seen her as— prominently throughout award season. Um, obviously, that's his girlfriend. She's 22. He's 45. That's the age difference has been, wi- age difference has been widely we criticized. three more award seasons left with her. Let's make it last, ladies. <laughs> yeah. She looked beautiful. I like watching them together. I have nothing really else to add. I just wanted to note it. I can't believe she just gets to go to the Oscars, it's, gets Mary Phillips to do her makeup, and gets to be with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all. She's one stunning woman, I have to say. Oh, my God. Duh. Can we just read Brad Pitt's speech really quickly, some of it? Oh, you're ready to go right there already? Damn. Are you not? No, I I was. I just, I expected like a little bit more of an intro from you. Like I expected like a little drum roll and like a, girls, are you ready? (laughs) I think it's time for Brad. (laughs) They wanted me to get real Shania. I just, the thing (laughs) is, what I have to say is... I get so anxious when, I'm about to get a little dirty here, but it's just true. I get so anxious when his name is called and I know he's going to go off because truly, and I mean this with no disrespect to Jason Momoa, he is the only actor, celebrity, anything, the only person that I don't know that I like get kind of wet when he talks. I hope Jason Momoa blacklists you. (laughs) I hope Jason Momoa was like, wait, that was my fucking girl. She had my back and she's just going to fucking turn on me like that. I just like, my whole Body. It's a visceral no, reaction. So it's, but it's Isabel, it's so much more than him being so hot because looks alone don't don't get you all it's, hot no, bothered. It's, it's his it's his confidence, his mannerisms, the fact that he's so eloquent while simultaneously being so chill. It's really something special. And quite frankly, I was getting those butterflies. You know yeah. exactly the ones you know, I'm talking about. You really got to be something special to pull off hair like that, and not just pull it off, like for it to look literally amazing on you. Yeah, he wore that hair. That hair did not wear him, and that's all I have to say. Yeah. So he gets Read up. that speech, girl. Read okay. that speech. You read that speech. So first off, he's like the first winner of the night, which is the best thing ever because I was happy for him because he could then relax. Like, do you know how much it sucks to be the last category? 
Like, truly. I know. Yeah. So, he says... They I mean, I don't personally know, but I could imagine. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel that bad, like, you're nominated for Best Actor, but, like, I, I would much prefer to get it over with. He can chill. He can go to the bathroom. He can, yeah, exactly. I mean, also, well, that's what... um. Uh, Bong Joon-ho said when he won for Best Picture, he was like, I thought after Best Director I could kind of just like chill out. Yeah. <laughs> nope. He yeah. knew he couldn't. Anyway. He knew. So Brad says, they told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it. And in the end, the adults do the right thing. Which, of course, the audience, you know, there was some pause for audience applause. This really is about, is about Quentin Jerome Tarantino. You are original. You are one of a kind. The film industry would be a much drier place without you. And I love the ethos you gave Cliff Booth. Look for the best in people. Expect the worst, but look for the best. Leo, I'll ride on your coattails any day, man. The view's fantastic. Just That fuck. was the line of the fucking night. No. Number one, fuck me up. Number two, a little disappointed he didn't say LDC, but fine. And to the rest of the cast and crew, Big Bad, Bob Richardson, Robert Garcia, Richie, my man Mike Moe, you know, I also want to say, you know while we're doing all this, I think it's time we give a little love to our stunt coordinators and our stunt coordinators and our stunt crews. Listen, I'm a bit gobsmacked. I'm not I'm not one to look back, but this has made me do so. And I think of my folks taking me to the drive-ins to see Butch and Sundance and loading up my car and moving out here and Gina and Ridley giving me my first shot to all the wonderful people I've met along the way to stand here now. Once upon a time in Hollywood, ain't that the truth? This is for my kids who color everything I do. I adore you. <gasps> when wow. he said once upon a time in Hollywood, ain't that the truth? My whole body, I got such chills. It wasn't even just him saying it. Like, it was so much of him saying it because I think he so perfectly represents that sentiment. But that one line is so epic. No, I don't, like even just thinking about I, it, I can't. I, can't. I, I just had to sit back in my chair while Julie was talking because I just, it's really crazy. Like, he ha- I don't I don't think it'll ever fade. I can't imagine feeling that way about anyone else. Let's talk about Brad Pitt for a second. <laughs> As opposed to what we've been doing. I just, Wait, also, don't you agree that, that that line is like when they say the title of a movie in a movie, but this was a title of a movie in a movie in the real life about the movie. Yes. In, it was like the most meta-fucking moment. I was like, what? I was it was so perfect. Good. It was perfect. It was perfect. Right. Brad Pitt winning an Oscar. Important because... The only other Oscar he has is for when 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture. This was his first actor Oscar. And it's funny because I think that last time that we were talking about it, we were talking about the difference between Leo and Brad getting Oscars and why it was such a big deal when Leo got it. And I think I said something along the lines of like, I feel like Brad is more celebrated than Leo and maybe Leo had to take more serious roles. And that's not even the case. Like Brad, this was his first actor Oscar and it feels like he has so many. Yeah, it was like, why was it not made as big of a deal? Right. It's like, Isabel was saying that. I was like, I I don't wish it, but I almost wish he didn't have the Oscar for for, um, 12 12 Years a Slave because him winning his first Oscar would have been such a, like, amazing and such a big deal. Yeah, it almost felt like it, like, everyone had to add that. Like, this is his first actor, you know. I don't know. I almost wish that he didn't have the other one, but it's so interesting that we think of, like, Leo and Brad as, like, the quintessential movie stars and they both only have won one Oscar and it's so interesting. That's kind of like Jennifer Lopez has never won a Grammy. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I know when you actually yeah. think about it it's like oh maybe that makes sense but when I first realized that I was like oh shit. I guess what the thing with Leo is why it was such a bigger deal for him to get the Oscar is because I think he has much more Oscar worthy roles and there were like we were going through it last night and we yeah, were talking about true. it like how he didn't get how he didn't get an Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street how he didn't get an Oscar for What's Eating Gilbert Grape like there are so many movies where you're like what the fuck that was so deserving how did they not get it and it's like 
You know, it's interesting when you look at the Grammys because Grammys, the way it works, is like you can have so many fucking Grammys. Like, how many does Beyonce have? 22? Like, with the Oscars, how many does Meryl Streep have? Three? And it's like, it is so much more prestigious and so much harder to get and so much more selective. Then that's why it is the biggest award show. It's not just that it's the biggest star power and the biggest movies. It's that that is the most coveted thing that you yeah, can get. No, for sure. For sure. So uh-huh. for Brad to have that for acting, like that was, if there was one thing I could have wanted out, out of award season, more than Jen and Brad being together, it was Brad getting that Oscar. Yep. I, Julie, I so agree with you. It's a, it's a club he deserves to be in. It's a club he deserves to be in. God damn. Yep. Um, also, Toy Story 4 winning for Best Animated Film. I typically wouldn't touch on this, but I was just really happy. It's it's rare that I, I that I am so familiar with the movie that was mm-hmm. winning Best Animated Film, and I was just happy for them. We love that movie, Julie. Also, Hair Love won for Best Animated Short, which I personally was so happy about. And Matthew Cherry, who wrote and directed it, said, Hair Love was done because we wanted to see more representation in animation. There's a very important issue that's out there, the Crown Act. And if we can help get this passed in all 50 states, it will help stories like DeAndre Arnold's, who is our special guest tonight, stop from happening. So DeAndre Arnold... Matthew Cherry brought him to the Oscars, and he's a Texas high school student who was told he couldn't attend graduation until he cut his dreadlocks. So... Obviously, this brought national attention, and it prompted the Texas Legislative Black Caucus to work up a bill, which is the Crown Act, that would ban discrimination based on hair textures and styles commonly associated with race. It was, like, what was really nice was that Matthew Cherry was so happy to have DeAndre with him. Like, you know what I mean? He, not only in his speech, but even watching him on the red carpet and other interviews, he repeatedly just talked about how, like, important it was for him to be there. I think also with a movie like this and with, you know, again, with putting a face and a name to an issue, it's the same thing with Natalie Portman and the, you know, the names. For sure. For him to bring DeAndre, it wasn't just like, this is about representation, which is still an incredibly important issue. It's like, there's representation and then there's people being specifically discriminated against for their hair. And this was like, this was right there. This was showing people. This was, this wasn't just, we need more cartoons. This was like people, this affects people in their real everyday life. And then to take it one step further, to be able to point to actual legislation that's currently happening. And he said, representation matters, especially in cartoons, because they're the first movies we see, which is so true. And he, in his speech, he said, this award is dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Maybe all have a second act as great as he had. Obviously, Kobe won in 2018 for Dear Basketball, which was his animated short. And it was just really beautiful. Again, such a nice tribute to him. And Matthew Cherry was also an NFL player. So the whole, you know, athlete. So many layers to it. So yeah. Winning the same award, the, the father and daughter relationship, it was a lot. And Matthew Cherry actually tweeted, he, he, there was a tweet from, May of 2016, where he tweeted an image of a daughter sitting on his on her father's lap and wrote, any 3D artist follow me. I got an Oscar-worthy short film idea to go with this image. Get at me. And then retweeted it last night and wrote, nailed it. Which is so indicative. So, I mean, um, it reminds me of Tyler, the creator. Yep. When he, yes, when he retweeted say saying, someone said, I'll never win a Grammy. And Demi Lovato saying in 2011 or whatever, I really want to sing at the Super Bowl halftime You know show. what I love about this one? I mean, the national Is that, you know, there's a lot of times where we bring up these old tweets from people who, you know, are singers or whatever, and they they had tweeted something about in their craft. It's like, you know, Demi Lovato singing National Anthem at the Super Bowl. It's not the craziest thing. She's it's a like singer. A it was a, a goal. goal. It yeah. was Tyler Creator winning a Grammy. That's what he set out to do. Somebody like Matthew Cherry, who had an idea, and it wasn't his field, writing this and saying, I have a, I have a really great idea for an Oscar film, and then four years later winning that, that is... 
Four years also, which is really not that long of a time if you think about it. Oh it's my incredible. God, it's incredible. really, really special. This was really well deserved. Yeah. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter-looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. There were a lot of musical performances last night. I want to say that Idina Menzel, as Julie wrote, no one has a voice like her. Truly, every single time, I'm just in awe. <laughs> Wait, we have to just talk about the introduction because Josh Gad, who obviously plays Olaf, introduced her and he made major fun of John Travolta. And he said, uh, but as a dad, the two girls and the voice of the American Olaf, the iconic and brilliant Adina Menzel, pronounced exactly how it's spelled, is our Elsa. He was referencing in 2014 when John Travolta introduced her and said, <laughs> Adil Dazim. You know that meme that's like when you accidentally, you know, mess up a word and you know you're about to get roasted by your friends? That is my worst nightmare. Like he made one mistake and he will never ever live it down. That's why you don't do ads. But to be fair, <laughs> yeah, that is why. It is, ex- it, you, you're joking, but it's exactly know, why. But to be fair also, like, he didn't just like flub a word. He said a made up different name. No, he fully. Like, no, no, I mean, I, I totally get it, but it's just re- very reminiscent so of like when you, when you fuck up. There's a, there's an SNL skit. And I think it was actually Bieber who did it where he like, where the whole thing, yeah. he says one word and then the whole night they keep like bringing up that one word. And he's I like, love just that. let it go. Just let it go. It's That's also, how I, feel. I, was, I hadn't seen the clip of John, like, you know, that kind of passes, like people let it go, no pun intended. And I rewatched it last night and then I'm just like, you, you watch it and you're like, what the literal fuck? Yeah, no, that was a rough one. It's just crazy. There are like, some moments that just, they don't get old. Never. So she sang Into the Unknown and she brought on a lot of different people. It was sang in all these different languages. It was so beautiful. It was such a touching performance. I'm just a big fan of hers. And I have to say, which we'll get into in the when we talk about Vanity Fair, her after party look far exceeded any of her yeah, she either good show in pink, or, good or in performance pink, looks. Good in pink, great in white, exceptional in black. Yep. Oh, I loved that. Loved that. Loved that. Also, Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves. Wait, don't just also Diane Keaton. No, yeah, I want like, you what guys. What are her leads in today? I want, no, because of what I was going to say is I don't even feel like it's right for me to take this one. I want you guys, I know how excited you were about it. So crack my, you, let me crack my knuckles. Okay, get it. Let's get into it. A little ASMR here. You want to start? 
If you're interested in Julie and I starting a Nancy Myers podcast, <laughs> please give us a call. Please let I'll me say know. I. <laughs> yeah, raise your hand. <laughs> they all they they come and say like, "Yeah, about our podcast," and I was like, "Well, no, no, no it's, it's fine." It's fine. It's fine. Just, just, don't tell her. Don't, don't tell her. No, it's what comes in. She's like, do you tell him about her podcast? I was like, well, we actually spoke last night and we agreed we weren't going to tell Emma about it because she <laughs> doesn't get to one. be involved with me the Nancy Myers podcast, having probably only seen The Parent Trap and that being the only Nancy Myers film she's seen. <laughs> yeah, don't pretend. Don't me pretend. walking into the podcast today. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Let's so get Julie back and I are legitimately probably the president's, vice president's cha- champions of the Nancy Myers fan club, right? Correct. We own her. We always like, we just have Nancy Myers marathons on the reg. All we do is watch Father of the Bride 1, then Father of the Bride 2, then Father of the Bride 1, then something's got to give. Then it's complicated, then the parent trap. Come on, kid. Get get to it. <laughs> but, so last night, if you want to say. Last night, Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves come out as a Something's Gotta Give reunion. Something's Gotta Give was a movie. It came out in 2003. It's an anti-Myers movie. And in the movie, there's a scene in the end where Keanu Reeves and Diane Keaton are dating. And... You know, they reunite for this big moment at the Oscars where obviously, you know, rom-com fans all over the world are losing it, obviously. And I text Emma and she's like, this is the greatest thing ever. I go, you know, they dated, right? And she's like, shut the fuck up. It's one of those things that completely escaped my memory. Like, I have no recollection of that happening. When Diane walked out in her outfit, which was like the most, it was the most classic Diane Keaton outfit and the least classic Oscars outfit. Yeah. Didn't you feel like your Instagram just like started moving? I felt like like Charles Porch was cheering. I felt like I was in, it was like her mirror selfie just started like moving. Yeah. It was so cool. Like she sticks to her style no matter what. She is a fucking icon. The whole reunion idea of it was genius. And I love that a show as serious as the Oscars, the, Every the biggest celebrities in the world are there, and they all collectively can appreciate like a such a fun like lighthearted rom com and how iconic it is, just like us. Well, the thing is, is that they came out to present best original screenplay, right? And they were talking about the first time that they read the Something's Got to Give screenplay, and it was just such a special moment. But the thing with Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves is like, if you were to look up national treasures, just the (laughs) nicest, best people. If you were to Google image dictionary that search, the two of them would come up. They are the definition of it. And it's like, I could talk about Diane Keaton until I am blue in the face. I think she is that special and that amazing of a person that we should never stop talking about Diane Keaton. Didn't you wish Jack Nicholson just like walked out and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what's going on here? You know? Of course I do. Nancy Myers actually Instagrammed the picture after and was like, wow, maybe they do end up together in the end, which was was just... just Obviously, obviously, we're sitting here praying for a Diane Keaton comment, which isn't going to happen. And Keanu Reeves doesn't have an Instagram, but Ina Garden gave us her second best, so that's you know what we can do. If we're going to get anyone, Ina's a really good. No, she's a good sure. She's great. Um, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig presenting. They're just such. A, they're just so good together. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can somebody explain to me why it's better to have no host than to have them? Because they are to me the. F- Best duo, so fun, so funny. They have never walked on stage without getting a laugh. People think about them and they start laughing. Yeah. My question is, is it at this point, is it such is it the Academy's decision to not have a host? Or is has it become, similar to the presidency, the least wanted <laughs> job in America? Because I, it's it's like what you can't I think it's probably a combination of both. I agree. But it's like 
I, I don't know. Let's bring back the idea of it being A, a coveted position, but B, a celebrated position. I so like, agree. I, I just, I can't understand. There are so many people that I think of when they come out and, and I'm like, they're so fucking worthy of this honor and they would do such amazing things with it. And it's like, the, let's be real. The Oscars were boring last night. I mean, like we're talking about so many things. But we haven't even, you know, brushed on the fact that like, this was a boring show. I mean, the Oscars to me will always be the top, top of anything because of what it represents and old Hollywood and glamour. And it's just the epitome of everything. But there is an element of it that's missing that it used to have. And if you had an amazing host and a really special night and a lot of funny skits and a lot of funny things, like I think that we could bring that back. And without, it just feels something's missing without the host. I agree with you. I real. I, I totally agree with you. It's, I don't, a, it's that the host would ground it. It was like they would bring it back and like be able to poke fun and talk about the presenters. And it's like if the presenters are host like are holding it all together and stringing along the whole process, like who's there? It's kind of like as an as an audience member from and by audience I mean from the living room. I you're kind of just floating in midair. It's like I need Steve Martin. I need Chris Rock. I need someone to tell me what's happening next because quite frankly the voiceover is not doing it as far as I'm concerned. They just need to have Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. And then Maya and Kristen on alternating years. Odd years is one, even as the other, and call it a day, everyone will be happy. Really anything of the sort. Also, we just made a note about Mark Ruffalo. He's so goddamn handsome. Handsome. He's so goddamn handsome. Maddie. You know how sometimes you describe people's hot, beautiful, whatever. he is the definition of just, wow, you're a handsome guy. He's one handsome Julie motherfucker. Julie wrote, you handsome devil. Yes, he's a <laughs> handsome devil. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm making a bit of a jump, but we need to talk about Laura Dern. I'm ready to. So Laura Dern wins, which by the way, love her, adore her, big little lies, changed my life. Wasn't a fan of the dress. I can't lie and say I was. The tassels just didn't do it for me, but fine. You know what I always say though? You do not, you, if you can't do 10 out of th- 10 things right. Yes. You do nine out of 10. No, And I your totally dress is the one you. thing that you didn't do right, then so be for it. For sure. And by the way, hair was perfect. Makeup. Makeup. Body, everything. It just what was exactly. a great I'm just saying it, I a wasn't a biggest much. fan. I agree. So she wins for supporting actress for a marriage story. And we've spoken about this at I think this the, either the Golden Globes or the SAG Awards recap, um, when it came up about her parents. But oh, both yeah. of her parents obviously are in the arts and are actors. And so she grew up in this. And she wins and she says, they say never meet your heroes. And I say, if you're really blessed, you get them as your parents. That was probably one of the best lines I've ever heard they, in a speech. Julian is about at the same time texting me and was like, someone check on Isabel. I called my dad yeah, immediately. I mean, someone check on Emma. I called my dad immediately. He was sleeping. I woke him up. I was like, did you see Laura Dern? He's like, no. I was like, you're my hero. Like, I want that as art in your house. Yeah. I, I, that, yeah, that's actually, I need that. I need it on a bracelet. Like, I... That's how I feel. What you know what it is? She and I know she was speaking in a lot of levels, but also as them being actors. Like she, her next line was like genius actors, whatever. But to me, it was like she said what I felt in my heart so well. That's how I feel. Yeah, it was a. You know what? It was a general blanket statement about if you're lucky enough, your parents get to be your heroes, and also in her case, they were actors. Exactly. Like that was a that was a secondary to what she felt about them. I thought it was yeah, such yeah. a special line, such a powerful line. I literally texted my mom right away. I was like, oh my god, I love that. She was like, I did too. I know. I, it was like a take your breath away kind of line. Did you see though at the um, independent movie Spirit Awards the the choir singing about Laura Dern. Yeah. No. Wait, you didn't, Emma? you didn't see this? I sent you the video. She doesn't watch anything it. we sent That's her. That's not true. I do. I didn't see that. There was a comment on it. Oh, oh shit. Oh, remember I sent you, I said, do you want any of these comments? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I did yes, see it. Yes. I'm sorry, yes. And I did she see was it. dancing to them singing. And I was like, it was, it was Olivia Munn and whatever. I was like, no, just yeah. put it around. It up, was yeah. a full choir singing 
Laura Dern. And, so, and then the gospel singer comes out, Laura Dern, and she's singing and dancing. I saw in that. Seat. I don't know why I said I didn't. Yes, you I did, did see that. Of I course did see you that. did. Every I got confused for a second. No, that's okay. Like, I want that as my ringtone. Yeah. You know what the other thing about Laura Dern is, is that she's another one where we've had a, a lot of conversations, especially on the podcast, about like, we finally feel like she's getting her due. Like, we finally feel like Laura Dern is everywhere and she deserves it and it's amazing. But I had kind of forgotten about this until somebody had tweeted about it last night. And a huge part of Laura Dern's history in acting and who she is in the industry goes back to the fact that she played Ellen's love interest in the coming out episode. And, you know, so many conversations about Ellen being blacklisted after that and and what it did to her career. But Laura Dern had a similar effect. And she was really, for a lot of years in Hollywood, blacklisted as a result of that episode. And I believe there was a conversation that her and Ellen had where Ellen said, like, Ellen didn't really know about it and didn't know the extent of it. And when Laura Dern told her, Ellen felt like she felt awful and she was apologizing. And Laura Dern was like, I would do it all over again. Yeah, like she she viewed it as almost a privilege. Yeah, like she was even she involved does. in the narrative. Also, there was a couple of, first off, the Bradley Cooper spotting, he wasn't, he really, you know, he wasn't a presenter, he wasn't a nominee, but he, he, he no, he was a producer for Joker. But he wasn't a. He wouldn't see him on no, screen. No, no, no. You wouldn't see him on screen. But don't you think that's the most underrated thing? That's what because I, everyone's like, "Why is Bradley Cooper here?" But that, that's what I'm saying is that you would. It was so, like, I was so confused as to why that wasn't made a bigger deal. Right? Like, why didn't they milk that? Like, wouldn't you have thought all over, like, in the press cycle? I yes. Mean, may, we could be wrong. I, I didn't pay so much attention to the coverage of the Joker. But that's exactly the point. Right. But like, you should know that without thing, paying like, attention. Bradley Cooper involved in this project. What, like all the these things. He was like, he was the the it guy last year of the Oscars. Like, wouldn't that be such a a high point for the movie? It was so interesting. And the fact that they just fucking cut to Bradley Cooper with a short haircut with no fucking warning. It's like warn a sister. I was like warn what? a bitch. <laughs> warn yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Like what? I just hopped out of my seat like nobody warned me. Yeah, so that was a really nice surprise. Also, Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus presenting. We didn't mention her for some reason in the looks, but she was one of my top. She for was sure. probably my top. She was she was in my top three. We also forgot to mention Kelly Ripa, who Oh my God. Is, I love Kelly in black. Yeah. That was an Oscars dress. That too, was yes. an Oscars dress. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus, the thing with her is that she nails the just timeless beauty look. I agree. It's not boring. It's not too subtle. It's just exactly what I want to see her in. And I, I, she took my breath away last night. Really did. Yeah. Also, um, Cynthia, Cynthia Erivo singing Stand Up from Harriet. She was obviously nominated for Best, Best Actress and Best Original Song for Harriet. And she won in 2017. She won a Grammy for Outstanding Musical Performance in a Daytime Program for The Color Purple. 2017, she won an Emmy for Best Musical Theater Album for The Color Purple. And... I just. She must have won a Tony for that too. That must have been what her. She did. That's why oh, yeah. she won. Yeah. She won. If she, she would have egotted. She would have egotted. Um, I just. I I really had a whole new appreciation for her this award season, and last night really brought it home. She's really she's phenomenal. By she's the way, phenomenal. Cynthia, that O is coming very soon. Very soon. Her voice, I was like full body chills. Yeah. David Dean and Manzella run for her money. They were on par, a which is hard run. to do. Yeah, no, she is an incredibly talented, talented Jennifer woman. Jennifer Hudson vibes. Oh, yes. Let's just take one second and just get out, get the rest of the performances out of the way. Eminem, out of literal left field. The, okay, if you look up out of left field in the dictionary, <laughs> it is Eminem showing up on the Oscar stage singing Lose Yourself. This song came out in 2002. It won an Oscar in 2003. He wasn't there to accept the award. And he just comes out. 
I was, when I tell you that I truly have never been more confused as was Martin Scorsese, Adina Menzel, and Billie Eilish, and I don't mean that in a critical way. I was just more so like, what the literal fuck is going on? Well, you that's, were, you go ahead. I was just going to say like the Oscars kind of did the crowd dirty with that because the faces that everyone was making, I have to assume, was just like, why is this going on? Because the song came out 18 years ago, and why is it randomly? There was no introduction. There was no—it was just like, here are some iconic songs that were in movies. Like, there are so many. Like, you know what I mean? And there was no explanation as to why Eminem was randomly saying this, and there still is none. And all of the faces and all of the reactions were like, I still don't get what's going on, but it made it seem like everyone was shading Eminem or didn't like the performance, and that's not what the case was. Yeah. Because once he finished, he got a standing ovation, which was probably one of the only standing ovations of the night. Yeah. It was just, they did the crowd so dirty I by so doing agree. that. I was going to say, like, all of their faces when he came out were us at home. And, like, you know, you need a minute. I heard that those that opening music, I was like— Wait a minute. I was like, wait a damn minute. First off, my knees were weak. My palms were sweaty. I was like, what? I was like, is this a mistake? Like, did someone just play their, like, old iTunes by accident on the Oscars? Well, also, if you saw in the beginning, he was clearly having some mic issues, which you could tell. Anytime they really— like it. All performers, I think, at the beginning have their hand to their ear, but when it stays for that extra seconds, you're like, oh shit, something's not, something's yeah, something not right here. Off. It ended up being fine. It ended up being fine, but I could tell in the, in the beginning he was a little shaky. I love that. By the way, Eight Mile used to be one of my favorite movies. I mean, that is like throwback of throwbacks, Julie. Yeah. That With is Brittany Murphy. Yeah, I mean, come on. That come is, on. A, even I've seen that. Like, yeah, that's of course you have. I used to have that ending rap battle memorized. Oh my, my mom God. was like, you have to stop. <laughs> thinking that you're an eight mile. Also, Billie Eilish and Phineas singing yesterday, again, in totally their rendition, not something that could have been done by anyone else for the In Memoriam. And Kobe was first pictured with one of his quotes, and it was really beautiful. She did an unbelievable job. Notably left out were Luke Perry and Cameron Boyce, which this morning, that's all over the media. I mean, both were extremely weird to me that they were left out, but Luke Perry specifically, who was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood— I don't really understand. This is, is that a mistake? But th- yeah, like that's what I. Okay, I'm, these are two completely different comparisons, and please don't think I'm comparing them. But that level of oversight is the way that I feel about Kim's with the Kim with the kimono thing, in the sense of like, how many people does this have to go through? These are not. These are people that it's like. That that should have never happened. I'm not like. I get mistakes happen. I understand it, but how many layers no, of review that should have never happened? It was like it was really. I, I was shocked, and it was something that I definitely noticed right away. I will admit, the, the camera voice I didn't really realize until the morning, but when I didn't see Luke Perry, because I was looking for it, because I was I knew he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I thought they were going to do something kind of special to him, like how they put up a quote with Kobe's name. I thought they would have done something similar to, to Luke, because it was such a, you know, tragic death, and he was and involved in one of the biggest movies of the year. And when I didn't see his name, I was like— is this a mistake or is this on purpose? Because it was very, very weird to me. Right, yeah. like the fact that you would think they were going to do something even bigger than the in memoriam for him, and the, and he wasn't even in it at all. It's just it was so weird. I it don't was know. bizarre. Also, um, Bong Joon Ho wins best director for Parasite. He won. I mean, Parasite just swept last yeah. night. And so I was watching this on the red carpet, but he his translator, who's this woman, Sharon, has obviously accompanied him to every single award show. And they have a really fun dynamic. And I don't know if you saw this. I want to say it was Juliana interviewing him and asked kind of about their dynamic. And he's he's going on and Julia's, you know, Juliana's just nodding. And when she looks to Sharon to translate what, what he said, she's like, this is so embarrassing because it's all about me. She's like, but he said that I, you know, 
I was so important and that none of the, like he wouldn't be here with that. Like it was oh, so, that's really sweet. It was so nice to watching them. And, and he said at the beginning when he won Best Director, he's like, after winning Best International Feature, I thought I was done for the day and was ready <laughs> to relax, which is so funny. He and he said, hoot. thank you so much. When I was young and studying cinema, there was a saying that I carved deep into my heart, which is that the most personal is the most creative. That quote is from our great Martin Scorsese. And obviously Scorsese stood up to accept the applause. It and was really special. And they got a whole standing ovation. Her really? high, by the way, the translator's highlight was the star of the show. It was I like Beyonce at homecoming. Yes. Which one of you texted last night and was like, if that's Fenty, like Rihanna needs to get on it. If ASAP. that's Fenty, Rihanna better be texting her the fuck up and she better be on the next billboard. Yeah. Also, she th- like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. Weight of the world. And she is so calm and cool and collected. It's unbelievable. <laughs> also, Elton John's performance and the Oscar win, the whole thing, loved it. Love him and David. I just could talk about him all day. Mm-hmm. Also, the picture of him with Eminem backstage, you guys got to see that. It's very necessary. Oh, amazing. And, they, and they had, people kept putting it next to the same picture that they took at the, at a different, like 10 years well, ago or something. when he performed yes. at the 2001 Grammys, yes. they performed together. And that was like a huge, huge moment because there were so many things about Eminem being homophobic. Right. And Elton John came out and supported him and sang with him, Stan. And I don't know if you know this, um, Elton John did an interview years and years later talking about Eminem again because they have a really special connection and friendship now. And Elton John says like, yeah, and when I got married, Eminem sent us two golden cock rings to talk about homophobic there or something like that. (laughs) That's that's an Elton John quote. That's amazing. That's epic. Um, Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix winning for Best Actor. You know, his speech was... His speech was a lot. I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to read it because a lot of things were happening. It was a ride. It was a lot about, it was It was the focus of it was about how egocentric we all are, which is the way to sum it all up. I understand. I totally understand the point of just the way that he got there was. Um, it was about, very Joaquin Phoenix we, to get we went there. Through, we went through a little bit of milk. It was It, it was, was a roundabout. Um, best actress, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Obviously, I also want to say just two other moments that I loved. Jane Fonda presenting Best Picture, obviously for Parasite. Her getting that standing ovation, every time she just enters a room is my favorite thing. Because it's not just that we're giving her a standing ovation. To be 82 years old and look like that, you should get a standing ovation when you walk into the post office, the doctor's office, the grocery store. I mean, she's good work. She has the energy of, um, you're Beyonce. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're Jane Bonda. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Brie Larson, I just loved this Instagram story. She had um, Taika Waititi, he won for Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit, and he's putting his Oscar underneath the seat in front of him. I just loved that moment. Yeah, it was those so are like the real. moments we live for. Yeah. Any other major moments that you wanted to discuss that we missed before we get into the Vanity Fair looks? I just wish that Timmy got more airtime. Every time I saw his little face sitting there, I was like, I love you so much. You little cutie. Although him and Natalie Portman presenting together were quite was, was the a duo. great moment. Is he still dating Lily Rose Depp? I don't know because I haven't. God, heard- I hope so. They were the hottest couple I've ever he seen. He has such a hot voice, doesn't he? But first of all, you know how I feel. I know he really does. He, he really has- does. And he doesn't know it, or he's just figuring it out. But oh my god, it's it's something. I, I guess a- there is definitely an NYU incident where he figured out he was hot. But other yeah. than that, <laughs> he's definitely figuring out he's Hollywood hot now. Okay, I, well. I have a fun way that I think we should do the Vanity Fair after party. Okay. Looks. I'm going to say a name and show us the picture, and I think we all should just say one word that sums it up. Okay, fine, except for I have to just start by saying it would— Okay, fine. We'll start with that, and then I'll say my rest. So you, you start. Okay. Shay Mitchell in Honyada. Elegance. Pure elegance. Perfect for her. Really just 
what I want. Her legs, wow. And those new mom breastfeeding boobs. <laughs> Perfect. She said, she said, thank you, Atlas, who's her daughter's name, for the girls. Stunning. Yeah, yeah really beautiful. Stunning. She's one Ming. for the books. Vanessa Hudgens in purple that's, silk. That's what yes, I was going to say. We, were gonna we say. can't do this game because there's too much. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Also, I don't really like being put on the spot like that. Though. Vanessa Hutchins me. in this purple Vera Wang gown. Let me just say, we were talking about it before, and I made them stop talking because I was like, save it for the podcast. She broke up with Austin Butler. They broke up, and she potentially got a new stylist. I don't know what happened. Vanessa Hutchins has never looked better. Yeah, she's doing something very fucking right, and she, I am so happy for her. She bro- Her and Austin Butler broke up, and she was reborn. She, Jason Bolden styles her, and this is a side note and mostly directed at Julie. If you've been watched um, Styling Hollywood on Netflix, which is a documentary like show about Jason Bolden and his husband, who's an interior designer, it, you are doing yourself a disservice. Jason styles Taraji P. Henson. He styles literally everyone. And Vanessa last night at this party looked so fucking phenomenal. We couldn't, be, like, we could believe it, but it was, so, it was like her, like, coming out, like, I'm hot, I'm young, I'm an actress, here I am. And I'm single, and here I am. Also, Sierra, pregnant, stunning, oh, minus off the shoulder. Kylie in Ralph and Urso, which she said, I couldn't say, but it didn't even matter. It, you're right, it didn't even matter. Also, Kylie's video of her, Chloe, Courtney, and Travis in the very Bieber-esque kind of like van. Like sprinter van. Sprinter yeah. van. Travis has never looked so stoned. He's mid-rolling a blunt. <laughs> Courtney's eating non-gluten-free no, by chips. by the way, she's not eating non-gluten-free chips. She is sitting there eating Hawaiian rolls. Kings? If you were to look up foods with the most amount of fucking gluten, it would give you King's Hawaiian rolls. Don't ever say the word gluten-free to me again, Courtney. I'm going to throw that bag of Hawaiian rolls in your face. Yeah, she, and she didn't just have like a Hawaiian roll and a napkin. She was elbow deep in the King's Hawaiian rolls. And you know rolls. what? Good for you. How good did that feel, Courtney? How good did it feel to be elbow deep in Hawaiian rolls? Because I've been elbow deep in Hawaiian rolls and I know how it feels. And elbow deep in Hawaiian rolls after a couple drinks? Come on. Oh my God. And Chloe in that white dress. I, w- I want more photos of her because we didn't it. see it. Emma Roberts That's what I was gonna say. may be my MVP for the Vanity Fair's after party. She? No. She could be my MVP for the night. I don't even know. That, when I saw that, I like jaw-dropping. This is what Margot Robbie wishes, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, she would look good in that dress. Truly, Margot Robbie would look unbelievable in this dress. Emma Roberts came out of left field and stunned. She didn't just, she stunned. Yeah. Wow. Haley? Haley looked insane. Ella Balinska in this Chaparelli, that purple Chaparelli um, spaghetti shop dress was, huh. you know, what did you think about, okay, so obviously we love Kim and Kanye together and I loved Kanye's look, but what did you think about Kim's dress? I obviously loved it. Archi- I, Archive McQueen, shipwreck um, oyster dress. It's kind of iconic and like, Kim is so serious about fashion and I think she gets frustrated when people like don't understand it. And it's like, you know, you're going to the Vanity Fair like red carpet party and these are all over Instagram. People don't really get it. You're not in vogue in an editorial. And I, I I understand her frustration because this is such an iconic dress and it's such an iconic look and she got it from Kanye and she looks fucking sick. Totally agree with you. But I kind of, just to play devil's advocate, it's kind of like, I get the high fashion thing, but you've already established yourself as being in that space. Maybe something different. But I, I th- think with Kim, it's not about establishing. I think Kim had to get to a, I think Kim cares about fashion so deeply and so much that so much of her career was getting to a point where she could wear something like this. And it's not about establishing, establishing yourself. It's not about showing off. It's not about making a statement. This is just what she wants to wear. And I think she worked her entire career to get to that point. And I think this was a, this was a moment for her where 
I get that you think she's frustrated. I don't. I think she's hit a point where she's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I am wearing this dress and it is so perfect for me. It's exactly what I want to wear. It's so high fashion. It's the fashion that I care about and that I've worked my entire career to get to a point of. And I am proud to be wearing this dress to the Vanity Fair after party. She doesn't need to wear like a backless cleavage tight show her ass off dress anymore. She just can wear whatever the fuck she wants. I will say though, her and Kanye doing a photo shoot in their shower and the little crevice between the grass and their bathroom wall was everything I needed and more. Kanye also looked insane. Kanye looked, no, but not And he He hasn't been doing this recently. He He used to, and now he's bringing it back and it's so nice to fucking see. He looked real good. Right. Real good. There was like a moment where he would wear a gray sweatsuit outfit to the Vanity Fair like to make a statement and I just, in a shiny suit, it's where he belongs. Well, here's the thing with them is that I think a lot of the times, you know, Kanye did this thing where he let her shine and he took the step back and he was fine doing that and he was happy to do that. And he's made that statement, and now it's nice to see him match her. Exactly. Now it's nice to see them both sign. For Colin, sure. Colin, you'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to just end, unless there's any other looks that you want to talk about, because I want to talk about Usher. That's how I, I mean, I obviously there's Emirata, but I don't want to talk about yeah, it. No, that, was, that was too <laughs> much. It was a little overwhelming. There were a million. I mean, we could go on about this forever, and we're oh, going to have— Oh, Kylie had a second look, too. Yes. I don't know who this was, but this off-the-shoulder red gown. Oh, you know who we didn't talk about? El Blinska. We did. We, we just oh, we did. did. We yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Um, again, Zana's calling in in a couple of minutes, so we're going to cut to that. But I just want to end with, I wish you all could have been in the room when Isabel saw Usher's <laughs> Vanity Fair look. He's in this white silk, almost jogger-like suit. And Isabel was just screaming, Usher in white silk. And I got it. I so got it. It resonated with me. Usher came out to fucking play. He has been more prevalent this year in my life than he has been in previous years. And you know something? I am just so happy you exist. Usher is on par with Cynthia Erivo for like one of the MVPs of the award season and he wasn't even really in anything. Yep. She yep. was in like the, she was in like one of the biggest movies of the year, song, everything, about to win an EGOT and Usher's just here for the Listen. ride and let me tell you, I appreciate you, Usher. Let me tell you something. Magical things happen when you put on a white silk Balmain suit. Mm-hmm. Ain't mm. that the truth. Absolutely. Okay, we are now going to cut to our conversation with Zana. Hello. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Great. Not at all exhausted after doing a red eye and seven hours of live TV. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with Fashion Week and everything, we know how crazy it is. So thank you again for doing this. We so appreciate it. You're so, it's such a pleasure. I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So we spoke um, a little bit on our episode kind of about some of our favorite red carpet looks, but we needed to hear from the expert. so can we just get first if you had to choose your number one of the night oh my number one of the night would be i think janelle monet oh yes that was she literally like floated onto the carpet giving total princess leia vibes um, she had the Ralph Lauren dress on, which had like 168,000 crystals oh in it. God. It was a work of art. And up close and personal, it was just so striking. Yeah. Um, she always brings such drama, you know. I love it. No, that's a good one. She she looked stunning. We are, we're curious if you agree with us, because we thought Scarlett Johansson looked one of the best mm-hmm. we've ever seen her look. Agreed. 100%. She had the Oscar dress on that fit her in exactly the right spot. I mean, it was just 
it was like sprayed on. It looks so good on exactly. her. Exactly. Had this like deconstructed corset with the silver thread. Didn't you think that was beautiful? How it looked like it was almost coming undone. Oh my god! I, I couldn't believe it. I was. I mean, she's always so beautiful, but last night it was just something different. Something. Something just mm-hmm. felt different. You know. Yeah, it was fresh, and there was a freshness to her hair and her makeup as well. Absolutely. That gave like the tension between like the very done look below and then the ease of the um, the beauty. For sure. Also, what did you think about Charlize in Dior? I loved it. I mean, she's a statue. Like she li- literally is a five foot ten statuette. Like she's so beautiful. Um, it was a definitely wasn't like trying too hard. It wasn't like look at me dress. Um, you can't help but look her when she's like five foot ten. For sure. No, I mean, I think, you know, there was, while there were a lot of kind of over-the-top looks, there was definitely something about the simplicity. And for us, that was exemplified by Julie Louis-Dreyfus mm. in that Vera Wang. That was, you're so right with the simplicity. And I think, you know, she knows what works for her as well. And I just love the, like the plunge at the front, the lower back. The, I mean, it, it looks like such a simple dress, but actually the simpler the dress, the harder it is to get the perfect fit. You know, exactly. You see every lump and bump. You see every little thread. So you're going to get like like a tailor like, and a, a house like Vera Wang does it so well. So well. And those jewels. Oh my god. Forget mm. about it. I think so many jewels on the carpet. We had statement necklaces. That's what we were saying. Big night for statement necklaces. And Diamonds I loved galore. It. Everywhere. Just, the copy was just littered with security guards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even imagine. There was also a lot of Chanel. We had Penelope Cruz, Margot Qualey, um, yeah. obviously Margot Robbie. We had Billie Eilish. What was your, if you had to choose, and I guess we don't, you don't even need to, but what did you think about the Chanel looks? I love them all. I mean, it was such a big night for Chanel, and I think they dipped into their their couture um, vintage pieces for Margot. Then they made something new and so different for Billie Eilish. You know, it's like how great a house to be able to transcend so many different generations um, and Billie Eilish is kind of my favorite though I think it oh was my so God. fun the tweed the gloves the brooches she went for it. it and it was so yeah. her and so what I would have wanted to see her in, in for the Oscars it was like she did something different but stayed true to who she was it was perfect for sure exactly the green roots could not have done it without that <laughs> So something that we always feel happens is that oftentimes the after-party looks are actually sometimes superior to the actual show. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but we were freaking out over some of those Vanity Fair looks. So good, no? So good. Almost I, some of them, I was like, why wouldn't you, why didn't you wear that for the carpet? Yes. Oh my, you are preaching to exactly. the choir, let me tell you. Wait, so tell me, so, well, who are some of your favorites? Um, I loved Charlize's actually. That was a moment. The gold fringe, it was just, it was shiny. She looked like she came, she was kind of the Oscar for the Vanity Fair party. For sure. Um, I also loved uh, Florence Pugh's Louis Vuitton dress. Yes. Like that gold, silver, metallic, like melted metallic dress. It was beautiful. I loved her. Uh, I loved her Oscar look also, actually. Yeah, she killed it. I mean, she's doing so well right now. She's that new girl, you know, she's the new it girl. Oh, in Hollywood yeah. And everyone, everyone wants to dress. And she's kind of like Gemma Chan was last year, I see. And she's oh. actually got the same stylist. And yeah. I can see this resemblance. Totally. Um, but yeah, I did love her, uh, her carpet look too. I can't um, believe Zach Braff just gets to go to the Oscars on Florence Pugh's arm. I That's know. unbelievable to me. I know. What right? a couple that I is. know, but uh, Florence did arrive in a... Uh, van 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to crease the dress, so I was literally texting with the stylist and shit. No, 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 she's on her way in the van. Oh, like laying down, probably, <laughs> like Jen, like uh, Jennifer Aniston at the, I guess it was well, in Sacramento. Well, now they stand up in vans now. It's amazing. They don't even do the cars anymore. There's this whole new world of, like, transit vans, so celebs <sighs> can stand up so they don't crease the dress. That's revolutionary, honestly. Right. Hey. Right? Yes, totally. absolutely. We, um... We were obsessed with Vanessa Hutchins also in that purple. It was so appropriate for her. I loved it. It's so really, really beautiful dress. Great yeah. cut. Great cut, for sure. Yeah. Who else were you really crushing on? Oh, Emma Roberts at Vanity Fair. I have so many things to say about the Vanity Fair looks. Emma Roberts at that Vanity Fair party, to me, she was top of the top. She's one of my favorites. Oh, also always. Carrie Washington in that um, oh, that yes. beaded yes. like two piece crop top set. She was a knockout. I thought you, it was so funny. I literally got off the plane at five a.m. this morning, so I hadn't seen any of these looks, and they were all like coming through live. Yeah, <laughs> still at the party. I was like, "What is this yeah. number?" I know like, we couldn't go to sleep last then, night. I'm sure. Did you actually even get any sleep? Probably not, right? <laughs> Fairly, but you know what? That's what coffee's for. <laughs> We have to ask you about um, Kylie and Kim. Kylie and Kim. So Kim wowed. I was actually just with her hairstylist, Chris Appleton. Um, the God himself. The was, <laughs> Big fan. Right? Yes. He's so good. The hair was so beautiful. It's like kind of, he's mastered this kind of wet look on her that's appropriate for a red carpet, which is really hard to do. Um she looked amazing and then Kendall I mean Kendall's a supermodel let's be real oh, they all it was just it was it was that. yeah that was a good one they brought it last they, night every single one of them carried their weight yep they did they did they absolutely carried their weight in diamonds literally <laughs> yes literally <laughs> before we let you go did you have a favorite moment from physically being there because you know it's one thing for us to talk about it from the sidelines but you were really in on all the action um what was a favorite moment? I mean, it's funny when you're around all that. It's it's weird to think these people are actually celebrities because they're all so close up to each other. You're on a very small carpet. It's a bizarre place to be because you realize that these are like Hollywood's most famous people. But the reality is they're all bumping into each other and like, <laughs> right? And I'm like getting a picture and then running off and fixing the hair and it's it's kind of seeing these people be quite normal. Yeah. Um, and then the images that actually get projected out are not those, but it's quite a magic experience. Yeah. No, and obviously I you get a lot of adrenaline off it having to fly I back and imagine. do a whole new day. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I mean, we were so happy to watch you. You were, you killed it as always. And we're so appreciative of you calling in. So thank you. Thank you. You thank you so much for having me. You oh guys my god, so I love it. Of oh, course, thank you. Next time we're in New York, you will have to do something for sure. Done, 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 done. Okay, talk to you soon. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. And that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, shortywards.com slash comments by. There's only a little more time to vote. So please, please vote for us. And if you enjoy the show, we would so appreciate you leaving a rating and review. It really, really helps us. So we love you. And we will see you on Wednesday with Liliana Vasquez for our regular episode. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or 
bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you, or budget airlines with cheap fares but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.